Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. I started in myeloma nearly 25 years ago. And at that time, the average expectation of life in someone with myeloma was maybe one to two years. But even just in this last 10 to 12 years, we have doubled, if not tripled, the average survival of patients. I saw a new patient this week, and we had this conversation that based on what we've done over the last decade, my expectation is that patient's going to live more than 10 years. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. On 9-11, our nation made a commitment to never forget. Since then, it's been the Tunnel to Towers Foundation honoring those words with action. So many people gave their lives while saving others on 9-11. Tunnel to Towers carries forward that legacy of courage and heroism by honoring our country's military and first responder heroes, people who are willing to die for you and me. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. I'm sitting around minding my business. You know, I'm always minding my business. <laughs> and, you know, my good sis Cardi B calls me and she says, turn it on the BET Awards. I said, why? She said, turn it on the BET Awards. I said, why? She said, just do it. I ended up watching the BET Awards tonight. I watch every year, but I ended up watching them. My good sis Cardi B is pregnant. Can you believe it? I can. <laughs> Y'all, I want to talk about that. I want to talk about the encore on BET, of course. And I want to talk about oh, Erica Jane and that long Shakespearean dialogue that she had ready for them at the table. It's your weekly reality update episode of Me and You, the Housewives of Marvel 2. Let's do it. Hey guys, this is the self-proclaimed season ticket holder of pop culture and your mama's favorite black geek. I'm Kendrick, host of the Me and You, the Housewives and Marvel 2 podcast, a podcast that, through my own random and winding rants, discusses everything related to pop culture. Everything from reality TV, to the MCU, to the DCEU, to all of the hot topics being discussed on CNN, NBC, BET, ABC, and 123. Grab your wine glass, sit back, and get ready to cuss and fuss right along with me. Woo! What is up, you guys? Oh my god, I'm I'm feeling good. This was you know, I've gotten into this habit of Instead of me forcing myself to talk about all of the shows and all of this and all of that, you know, I've gotten into a place where I feel like the episodes are best when I'm talking about the stuff that I really want to talk about. And this week, it's really three things. I'm going to touch on, you know, I, I hit on a lot of things, but I'm going to touch on three things, really. One being the BET Awards. The second being the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, because, you know, Erica Jane, you know, she gave us the whole monologue. Now, whether it was written beforehand or not, I don't know. Yes, I do. But we'll discuss that, too. And, of course, everybody in their mama's favorite reality TV show right now, BET Presents The Encore. I don't know how, but this show somehow gets better every single week. Oh, yes, I do know how. Carlos King is behind it. Y'all know if if there was ever a fan club that I could join for reality TV producers he would definitely be the one. I'd be the, fa you know, I'd be the, the cabaret captain if I could. Boy, oh boy. You know what? The BET Awards this year were really good. They were really, you know, high value. They normally are pretty high value. Sometimes the talent is what kind of sets it apart from who other things, either one of the best award shows of the year or the worst award shows of the year. Even without Beyonce being there this year, which is usually the thing that I look forward to most, it was still a pretty, pretty good show. Like we had, there were a lot of moments to talk about. I ended up kind of, uh, what's it called? Like 
live watching it on Instagram, not like through Instagram live, but like, you know, the whole things and my stories. And I'm going to, I'm going to post it on Instagram. I'll make it one of those, uh, little icon things. I don't know what it's called. Story permanent post. I don't know. You know what I'm talking about? Shit. Y'all know I don't know social media. I'm just out here being thick and trying things. Okay. (laughs) So the show opened up with a performance that almost made me tap out immediately. It was Kirk Franklin and Lil Baby. Yeah, I said Kirk Franklin and Lil Baby. Now, I didn't know how to take that either, but they do have a song together, so okay. There there was just a lot of energy. Like next year, if I mean if like if that's the route we go on, okay. Next year I wanna see Dorinda Clark and Megan Thee Stallion open up the show. The year after that, I want to see Yolanda Adams and uh, Flo Millie. I think that'll be a hot combination. Uh, the year after that, what do I want? Let me see. Yolanda and maybe uh, Karen, you know, Kiara Clark Sheard. Yeah, we'll go Kiara Clark Sheard. And then, you know, maybe we'll put her with like Big Lotto or, you know, Light Skin Keisha. You know, we'll figure it out. It'll be a, a good little combination. You know, the men held it down this year. I think we need to hand it over to, you know, the, the, the female gospel artist and the female rap. I think that'll be a good little look. Now, how y'all go feel about it? I don't know, because I don't know how the hell y'all felt about this. Kirk Franklin and Lil Baby, you know, mix and match up. But, hey, I mean, it, it ain't got shit to do with me. So, oh, it, you know what? If nothing else, it was worthy of a conversation. How about that? See, you know what? When it comes to gospel, I try not to talk too bad about them. You know, I love me a little gospel music. I never would have made it. You know, I'm, you know, a little piece of uh, uh, Jesus is a love song. You know what I mean? So, I try not to talk too bad about them. Plus, I don't want God mad at me. I'm trying to do good things with this podcast. You know, they say if uh, <laughs> they say let let this be a reminder that if you have the faith the size of a mustard seed, nothing will be impossible. See that? I'm trying to y'all know I know the word a little bit. I know the word just a little bit. Now, do I live bad? But that don't matter. Okay, I I know it a little bit. All right, I'm just saying the big news. Came a little bit later on when Offset, Takeoff, and the Beyonce of the group, <laughs> Quavo, they all performed the Migos, and then Cardi B came out. Now, look, they came out with, uh, what was that damn song called? Straightening. Ain't nothing get straight with the straightening. The straight with the straightening. Now, at that point, you know, my child... My, my, you know, my mama calls me all the time. Tell me, what is the straight? What now? What that mean, girl? I ain't got time for this. Listen, let me watch this damn award show. I don't half want to be here, no way. Let me watch this so I can uh finish up this damn episode and give it to the people, okay? But the big moment of this part was that Cardi B came out, and I was looking, but you know, look. I'm not commenting on the woman's body, okay? <laughs> I'm not not in 2021. I'm not doing that unless it's like Aubrey O'Day and like the 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 new face is just baffling to all of us or like the neck of Keely or you know. Listen, let me stop, okay? It's certainly you know most for the most part nine times out of ten I'm not gonna comment on a woman's body, but I was looking at Cardi B. I was like, oh, this, you know she. <laughs> what they called on basketball wide, I thought it was a little foopish. I didn't know. I really didn't know. I was not trying to be Megan Andrea. I was like, okay, that's a little fupa. You know, Cardi B always says she got the good coochie. So I'm just like, okay, I'm going to let you have that. Turns out, the more she started walking across stage in those super high heels, you could see her turn to the side and everything. I was like, oh, no, that's a defined stomach. Like, I think Cardi is pregnant. I posted on Instagram. I'm like, am I the only one that didn't know Cardi B was pregnant? Apparently, everybody didn't know. I know it was rumored, but I never believe the rumors until I see some. Chad, Cardi B good for waiting until she about to drop a damn album and had a time in her life to have a baby. You just like Beyonce. Y'all kill me with that shit. But I will never stop y'all from having children. So I, you know what? Culture is the cutest thing on the planet. So we going to let you keep having kids, okay? <laughs> Uh, congratulations, Cardi. That's dope. I love whenever these, you know, little families are expanding and growing, especially when they're coming into affluence like Offset and Cardi B can provide. So that's that's pretty dope. Congratulations to them. I thought it was a great reveal. She jumped on Instagram immediately after. And her pregnancy shoot, I'm sure we'll see some more pictures. She only dropped one, like, you know, to make the announcement to coincide with the BET performance. 
but it was it was amazing. It was a gorgeous picture, super nice. Like the the body cast thing was white and all. Like it, it was nice. You hell, you got social media. Go on Instagram and look on Cardi B's you know Instagram and check out the picture. It, it, it it's really nice. The next thing that was I guess the next big thing in my mind, Megan Thee Stallion wins best female hip hop. You know she beat out Cardi B and uh, Lotto and you know Coil Ray and a couple other girls. Child, I can never remember all these damn people names, but she beat them out. I get. I don't know if people started kind of talking on social media because it, I think she forgot to thank Cardi B during or acknowledge Cardi B during performance because I think. Or what? No, maybe she won three times, and I don't know. She won a couple times. One of those times, she forgot to thank Cardi B. Maybe it was during uh, WAP. I think they won for WAP, like the best video. And then she came back later on after she won. Oh, she won best collaboration. I think with Beyonce. I'm a savage. I think that was a song. Oh no, that was uh, People's Choice or Viewers' Choice or Child Somebody's Choice. Uh, <laughs> Black person watching the award choice. I guess I don't know, but. She she forgot to thank Cardi B <laughs> and, you know, I guess she came back and, you know, social media might have been on fire. I don't really know. I don't child. I'm not looking at all that. But she came back and she made sure to thank her later on and how, you know, positive and happy she was that Cardi even included her on such a huge record. So don't y'all try to get out here and start beef between these two women. OK, the whole purpose of the show was black female empowerment so don't try to get out here and start shit between these damn women okay Fockles. the next kind of gag worthy moment of the night was during little nas x's performance it it was a great performance now keep in mind little nas x can't dance for shit but it was like a, a tribute to one of my all-time favorite music videos which is michael jackson remember the time i will forever love that video that was my favorite music video as a kid so random about me my favorite music videos as kids were <laughs> Michael Jackson, Remember the Time, and uh, Aaliyah, Timbaland, Magoo, Missy Elliott, all of them had a song called Up Jumps the Boogie. I used to love that song so much, and I loved the video even more. I used to love all those creative, like, you know, all the, all the showmanship, all the pomp and circumstance in hip-hop videos and R&B videos and pop videos. I used to love that shit. Little Miles X performed. But he ended the actual performance with, I mean, keep in mind, you know, we're all fighting for Britney and her conservatorship and stuff like that. We don't know where the hell Christina Aguilera at, but you know, Madonna's still out here uh, <laughs> shaking ass at the age of 70. So, but keep in mind, you know, that whole, that moment right there, he ended it at the BET Awards, you know, predominantly black audience during Pride Month with a gay kiss. And I, I know that, you know, some people probably gasped. It was a great thing. I loved it. It was a big moment. The audience was, you know, clapping up out of the seat, everything. I love to see it during Pride Month. Lil Nas X, you know, he showed up on the red carpet with a big ball gown. Child. He, he was giving uh, Sailor Moon when she's the, the moon princess. You know, he showed up in that big gown. It looked like a map, though, so I don't know if it was, you know, supposed to lead the slaves to freedom or what happened, but I thought that's what we used the Northern Star for. But anyway, it would, you know, everything about it. Good job, Nul Nas X. People try to, like, you know, say he's performative and stuff, but I really think he's just living him best, his best self. Let him do what he does. He's not bothering anyone. Matter of fact, he's just living out loud. It's Pride Month. Let the boy live out loud. Hell, I mean, y'all be so mad at people for just... Merely existing. Oh, Lord. I, I, that's got to get tired at some point. Shit. I'm not going to lie to y'all. Y'all know the moment that I was waiting for all night. Y'all follow me on Instagram. Y'all hear me rapping on this damn podcast every now and then. You know the moment I was waiting for. The City Girls, a.k.a. Young Miami and JT. A.K.A. Because you know they're my good sisters. A.K.A. Carisha and Jatavia. They got up there and they shut it down. Now, if anybody says any different, they might be telling the truth. But then my girls, I'm never going to say anything bad about them. I love me some Jatavia and some Carisha. Y'all go let them live. I refuse to y'all to talk bad about them. Let that girl slob up on uh, Lil Uzi Vert ugly ass all she wants to. Let Miami, child, what Miami, let Miami hang out with Santana and get on Instagram live and cuss these folk the fuck out. If that's what the hell they want to do, that's what they go do. They perform. It's time for the twerk you later. 
It's time for the turkey later. I'ma shake my money maker. Hey, I'ma shake my money maker. Look. Could y'all hear that? Y'all probably couldn't hear that. I don't know. <laughs> I was trying to get y'all that old uh, percolator. It might not have worked. I don't know. If you if you an old school head like me, you know what the hell I'm trying to make. My mouth just don't it don't work like that. That's why I can't be on uh, Sex Life on <laughs> on Netflix like all these other folk is. They they killed it. It was a, they did a little uh. What is like a little battle performance at the end that I love. I was up at my seat, you know, jigging and wigging and all like that. Uh, Ari Lennox was there. And that's, I love me some Ari Lennox. Her and Jasmine Sullivan performed together. And, you know, I never said a bad word about either one of them. That was one of my favorite performances of the night. I was I was a happy camper at the BET Awards. But before I move on, I don't want to forget to talk about the moment that Queen Latifah was finally, uh, I feel like we don't give Queen Latifah nearly enough flowers while she's actually here. Queen Latifah has really like transformed into somebody that, I mean, I mean, has really like, what's the, I don't know. She's, she, her and LL Cool J kind of remind me of each other. They've really kind of gone the distance and they look good doing it. They've both, you know, started from rap had hit songs, went to TV, went on to do movies, and have literally stayed relevant for decades. Like, decades on decades on decades. Like, Equalizer on CBS is doing fantastic. Now, I be I, I keep forgetting about it, but it's on Paramount Plus, so I'ma watch it. I'ma watch it. I'ma watch it. I watched the first, like, two episodes, but then I just kept forgetting about it. I'ma watch it. Matter of fact, I think it was coming on Sundays for a little while. Maybe it's on Mondays. I don't know. But I'ma watch it. I'ma watch it. Sundays are a little too loaded. Sundays and Wednesdays. Jesus. Everything comes on Wednesdays. Thus the title of this damn, this damn episode. Literally, Wednesdays are Beverly Hills for me. Okay. Y'all know y'all try to act like uh, Central Time Zone. <laughs> Central Time Zone doesn't exist. Kaya, y'all try to act like Central Time Zone doesn't exist. On my time zone, I start off with Beverly Hills at seven. Eight o'clock, I go to Family Karma. Nine o'clock, I switch it off Bravo and go to BET and watch the Encore. And then usually I start recording my low-key episode because at some point during the day, I've watched low-key like two or three times. That's dropped on uh, 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 Disney+. Plus, So that's four shows right there. And then Dave, a.k.a. Lil Dicky show on FX. I love that show. It's back. It's kind of off to a, a weird start, though. I don't. I can't describe Dave that... I don't know how to, to talk about it. It's weird, but, you know, the first episode was so dark. I was expecting just, like, to bust my gut laughing. But, child, I guess since they didn't get nominated for no Emmys last year, they like, hell no, I'm coming for the throne. I'm coming for the prize. I know that's right. You can't let uh, Atlanta and Shit's Creek win every goddamn year. So, Dave, I'm rooting for you. I don't know if you asked for my, you know, my applause, but I'm going to root for you anyway. Child, I don't know what the hell you're doing. You know what? (laughs) You know what? I am thankful. I'm thankful to Bravo. Bravo follows me on Instagram. I followed them, of course, and they have been like so good about supporting all of their Bravoholics. Like everyone that creates content for Bravo, that constantly keep the show's name out there. You know, we, we go up for all their Bravo shows between the whole Bravo community. You can always find someone that's watching a Bravo show, whether it's below deck, like there are specific below deck accounts. There are people that watch everything on Bravo. There's people that just watch the black shows on Bravo. There are people that watch, uh, like just like family karma or people that watch, just watch shots of sunset or people that are specifically top chef. Like you can always find your type of content when it comes to Bravo. Bravo reached out to a lot of their content creators and they had us submit pride videos. Of course, it's pride month. They had us submit these pride videos. And today, my video, along with Mixing with Monty, Bravo OMG, uh, a couple of others, we were all featured in the Bravo Pride Parade on Twitter. And like, it's such a, it's, it's like a, 
I've had so many moments during this first year of during this podcast. My one year anniversary is rapidly approaching too. And I have a, a couple goodies in store for everyone. Well, mostly for me because I'm going to celebrate my damn self. Okay. You know, some people don't like to celebrate you. I'm going to celebrate my damn self. I feel like I haven't done nearly enough celebrating. So I'm going to celebrate my damn self. I've missed a lot of milestones that I've accomplished with this podcast. So I'm definitely going to celebrate and like take the time to reflect on everything I've accomplished, all the goals that I've hit, these milestones that I've crossed, all this kind of stuff. And it has nothing to do with what I'm talking about. But bravo. Thank you for including me. I just want to make sure I shout them out because that happened actually the day I'm recording this, which is Sunday, the day before you're going to hear this episode. And it uh, aired this morning. It was amazing. I was very happy about it. And before I get into the shows, let me tell you, you know that myself and Kaya and Aaron from the uh, Bravo Wall Black podcast, we all have a clubhouse together called Melanated Bravo. And on Tuesdays, we do a thing called Melanated Bravo After Dark, a.k.a. titillating Tuesdays, titillating Tuesdays on those days. We talk about a myriad of things, all of which will make your mammy blush. I promise you she'll blush. This week's topic, we are talking about the show called Sex Life on Netflix. Now, we're not going to like get into spoilers and talk about what happens throughout the show and all this kind of stuff. We're just using that show to talk about some of the themes. And there are a lot of themes to pull out of this show. So... I want y'all to at least watch the first episode and then come on over to Clubhouse. The numbers are going up every week. We have the funnest time in these rooms. You know, we do a room Tuesday where we do after dark titillating Tuesdays. We get real nasty up in them room. Real nasty. Grabbing that. You know, I'm <laughs> Thursdays we do the reality TV room. So if you're watching anything on Bravo, if you're watching the encore on BET, if you're watching, uh, maybe, you know, maybe we'll start doing some of the own shows too. We just talk about reality TV in general, all the shows we're loving on Thursdays. That's always a popular room. And then Friday ends the week. I talk about whatever Marvel news or Marvel show is airing at the time right now. It's low key. So of course I do a low key recap. Every time in the day before that happens, I drop my low key episodes. So just listen to my episode, come to the room. Let's go ahead and get into Erica Jane and that Shakespearean soliloquy. She dropped on us on the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. We pick up from Sutton's lunch last week and finally... Erica walks in and these fake ass motherfuckers talking about Erica. Oh my Erica. Like they weren't just uh <laughs> digging in her ass about that damn divorce. I know that's right. Shit. Be fake sometime. It's okay to be fake. Hell. <laughs> Somehow once they made their way to the table, we start off with Dorit and Kyle's quote unquote sister relationship. Dorit says, you know, she wants to have a side conversation. And Garcelle says, uh, are you going to give her a timer? Because you know you long-winded as fuck. Listen, questions that need answers, okay? Ain't nobody trying to get trapped in a damn conversation with uh, Dorit. <laughs> All them damn did chat. Like, I got shit to do. I got kids at home. Why the hell you want to talk this damn long, Dorit? We ain't got ain't that much shit to talk about in the world. Here up now. We find out that Erica has bought a new car. <laughs> Girl, with whose money? <laughs> you bought a new car with whose money? Because I saw that damn documentary. And child, them people said Tom was borrowing tens of thousands of dollars, allegedly. So somebody bought you a car, but I don't know if I don't know if either one of you bought it. Hell, but listen, Erica opened up and she said that she felt like Tom was pushing her out and, you know, long conversations were reduced to a sentence and, you know, all this kind of stuff. According to her, she's been planning this, quote-unquote, for months. Uh-huh. And then they flash back to her uh, <laughs> doing some spring cleaning a month ago. You know what? <laughs> she, I'm not even going to go there. She also addressed that, you know, she filed for divorce on election day. Because it was the most historic day in our country, and she thought that it would get buried. 
girl, these punks watching Bravo did not give a damn about that election. You knew damn well uh, that shit wasn't going to get buried. This shit, oh, it was just, the whole little hurt diatribe at that table was just, it was very ominous. And I'm glad Kyle said it because it sounded, ooh, it it, 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 it was given rehearsed, Erica, okay? It, it sounded like, you know, you were the understudying uh, for Hamilton and they told you that, you know, you can finally <laughs> be Benjamin Franklin for the day. I, I don't, it, it just sounded real, it was given real rehearsed based. Like, I don't, I don't know if it was, but it just all sounded very, very planned out. You know, I like to ask my followers. That's what y'all are there for. Let's talk about this shit. I asked my followers and they, for the most part, okay, they're pretty split on a lot of things. They're very split on whether or not they believe Erica knew what was going on. They were not split, however, on <laughs> whether or not she rehearsed that damn speech. That shit sounded real planned out. Like, I don't know if Quentin Tarantino could have written anything better than that. Listen, y'all, if you listen to this podcast, then you know the next voice. I'm going to throw it over to JV from Chicago, who had some thoughts in support. Well, I don't know if they're in support of Erica, <laughs> but he definitely has some thoughts on this whole situation. I'm actually going to throw it to him later on in the episode oh and just so you know he he took a little moment to you know slander garcelle a little bit but i you know i'm i'm gonna decide if i'm gonna leave that in you know we we after watching the bt awards i don't feel good about leaving that in there so let me throw it over to jv from chicago you know i want to be devil's advocate for a minute i feel like the reason why erica has been so quote unquote cold in the past is because she has really been unhappy in her marriage. It it kind of makes sense now. Um, let's just go with the wild theory that she didn't know about, you know, the embezzlement. Let's just go with that for a minute. She had all rights to, to leave this man after him saying, if you can afford her, you can have her. Yeah, you. That's bad. That's real bad. That's real bad. I felt like this episode of Beverly Hills actually made it made it made some things make sense. It it definitely made some things make sense, and it humanized Erica. Good lord, she needs it. There's a a popular thread online about people talking about why the women of Beverly Hills haven't gone after Erica like they've gone after other people. Um, Erica has showed herself to be a friend to these women in talking about things or not talking about things that they didn't want brought up. So naturally, they're going to do the same with her. And also, most of them are scared of her. Like, we we know this. We know this. They're, they're afraid of this lady. Um... And when they ask questions, she seems to be very open. And from everything that I've heard, she's going to be talking about everything, at least as much as she can. So it's kind of hard for people to come at somebody when they're giving them what they ask for. Like, I'm answering all your questions. So, and I know we want to be uplifting of the black woman but um Garcelle needs some help I don't know if she's been getting her wigs from Giselle's closet um but that blue silver is ugly y'all need to stop acting like that look is nice it's not she paid $29.99 at the beauty supply for that thing <sighs> Y'all know Garcelle's hair be looking bad. I'm not going to be the only one telling the truth. Not me leaving in the slander about Garcelle's wig. <laughs> the BT Awards didn't affect me at all. You know what? I got to be a better uh, <laughs> a better feminist. I'm only, I'm only about 93% good. I got to get up to like 98%. I feel like you always need like a 2% margin of error. So I'm trying to get better. That shit was just funny to me though. He basically said... That uh that purplish wig she had on, she was looking like 
uh, Storm from the X-Men's half-sister Tsunami. You know what? I'm. (laughs) Let me move on, okay? Dorit and Kyle have a little piece of conversation, and they just, like, basically agree to end it all. Kyle says she'll be hyper-aware that Dorit doesn't want to be cut off, and Dorit, you know, won't snap at Kyle, I guess. Who knows? But then... They, for some odd, really odd reason, they start talking about Sudden and Crystal. Like, they start talking about Sudden and Crystal. Like, for for what? I don't, I I don't know. I don't get it. See, y'all all all up in these damn people business. Dorit is sympathizing with Crystal because Kyle is doing her best to like, walk all over Crystal's feelings, which is weird because she just opened up to you on election night about her, like historically having body dysmorphia issues and uh, identifying as bulimic. So that should have like clicked with you. Like you should have been able to put one plus one equals two in my Beyonce voice. You should have been able to put that together. And it's me. And you, that's all you, oh, you know what, <laughs> let me not get sued by the uh, Noah's Carter household, okay, I don't know why they're discussing this, but child, you know what, it ain't my damn show, so it's not really my damn business, how about that, okay, let's finally get the hell up out of Sudden's weird ass party, Garcelle meets with, I believe a therapist, or a, a dating coach, or something in like that arena, and she's talking about potentially dating and getting that husband. She's listing off like all of her qualifications. And, you know, she's like, I want, you know, him to be attractive. I would like, you know, him to be kind. I'd like him to be loving. You know, I'd like, I'd like good conversation. Oh yeah. Make sure the dick ain't too long. Wait, make, what? <laughs> Girl, what? I mean, I get it, but damn, can you just like, open up the box of briefs and be surprised. Like, do you have to know all you got to know that damn much about the man before you get in bed with him and marry him and all like that. I mean, I get before marriage definitely, but damn before the first date, I guess I love this scene though, because Garcelle really opened up and talked about, you know, she's not able to relinquish control and, you know, let someone say, I got you basically. Which is hard for a lot of people to do, I think. But no, not everybody, because it's a lot of kept motherfuckers out here. I wish I was one, but unfortunately, I am not. Maybe when this podcast get big enough, somebody will just fall in love with the sound of my voice and just want to trick off on me for the rest of my life. Until that day, though, I got to wake up at 8 in the morning and roll over and log into the damn work computer and pretend like I'm doing some work, okay? And she acknowledges that, you know, it's a privilege because her mom brought her to America and afforded her the opportunity for a new life to basically do just that. So I love that she's Garcelle. Let me tell you, Garcelle has really like, I already loved Garcelle from last season. Cause I felt like she was the only one that was just like telling the truth. <laughs> Cause I feel like they do a lot of lying in Beverly Hills. Garcelle has historically been, well, not historically, she only been on her for a damn year, but She's always been the one that I've loved, but this season she has really, really like, she got the assignment. Like she really understands the assignment this year. Everything from throwing that good shade in her confessionals, calling out Lisa Renner to her face. Love that too. <laughs> Having these open and honest conversations with Crystal and with Kyle, uh, 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 doing the, do open up about her home life, opening up about, you know, what it was like being raised as an immigrant, you know, all this kind of stuff. I, I appreciate Garcelle for understanding the assignment because the problem with Beverly Hills for like the past mm, four years, five years, I don't know, somewhere in there, they haven't really had a lot of people that understood the assignment on that show. They thought the assignment was look real pretty, pretty enough to where, you know, shoe dazzle might want to give you a contract one day. That's the kind of, that's what they were thinking the assignment was. And I don't think that was the assignment, but you know, I'm, I, I am, but a mere uh, <laughs> beacon of reality TV to, you know, convey 
my thoughts to y'all. That's all I am. So whether Shoe Dazzle gives somebody a contract or not, that's none of my business. We see Erica's little piece of apartment and she reveals a little bit more about her divorce from Tom. She said she dropped off Tom at work and went home and packed her shit. Listen, Erica, I'm not on your side a lot, but I know the fuck that's right, okay? <laughs> that's some shit I would do. I'd drop a nigga off at the airport. Ooh, I, them, not me dropping end bombs on here, which I do it every now and then. Y'all, that, that, you know, the end bomb on this podcast is like a little, you know, a little sprinkling, a little salt-based sprinkling on top of the ice cream. Just, you know, a few sprinkles, make it a little birthday cake ice cream. Y'all get what I mean. I drop that man off at the airport and tell him, you know, I, I'm going to meet you next day on vacation. And then I go home and I take all the shit just like she did. Child, talking about a damn couch and two chairs. All right. I, 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 <laughs> quit playing with me, Curtis. Curtis, I'm your woman. Sorry. Yeah, look, y'all knew a Dream Girls reference was going to slip in here at some point. Don't, don't be mad about it. She told a story that kind of shocked me, though. She said that some man told her, I guess they were going to meet the man for dinner one night. I don't know. She said that, you know, she told him that they had a lot of traffic. And he said that, you know, if you were married to a better man, traffic wouldn't be an issue. And Tom just like looks dead at the man and says, well, if you think you can afford her, you can have her. Well, damn, maybe it is time for y'all to divorce. See, the way I read that, though, because, you know, a lot of <laughs> we've been saying it's cheaper to keep up. We, you know, we've, we've heard that song for years and seen that kind of dialogue between couples. But, child, if he if he meant it the way she said he did, because she started crying and tearing up when he said it. So, I mean, listen, don't be like Tessa and Scott on Marriage to Medicine. Just divorce. You're doing the right thing. I'd hate advocating for divorce. I know I I feel like I do that a lot on this podcast, but sometimes people just don't need to fucking be together, okay? Just divorce. Get the hell out of all our faces. We're going to get out of yours, and then we'll all just be happier at the end of the day. Kyle escorts sudden to get a mammogram <laughs> and you know that's the whole thing i'm glad they're showing it on camera letting y'all know the importance of going for your your uh what is a yearly mammogram yeah or maybe every six months it's something at the certain day i don't know you because you know men we supposed to go and get uh the finger stuff of our booty and you know get the prostate exam i don't know how often that's supposed to be but i'm not at that age yet so y'all leave me the hell alone Kyle escorts Crystal, not Crystal, Sudden to go get a mammogram, and she tells her that Crystal told Dorit about the violation in Lake Tahoe, and they both kind of make light of it. And Kyle is like, yeah, I know you didn't mean it like that, but just nip it in the butt. Listen, are we not knowing how to pro- appropriately like respond to offending people anymore? Because it's starting to feel weird. The correct pattern of behavior is in my Emily Post voice, acknowledge your action, apologize for them, ask if you can move forward from those actions so you know whether or not to keep bothered, you know, you don't want to keep watering the plants if the plants just say, well, I'm going to just die in a minute anyway, you know. So just find out if you can even move forward from it. So if you can, then Continue to build the relationship. If not, get them space going on about your business. That might just be, you know, they said friends are for a, se- a reason, a season, and a lifetime. So maybe there was just wasn't a lifetime friend. Maybe there was a, uh, I'll catch you in hell if we both go friend. I, I don't know. I don't, it ain't my business. We jump over to Lisa and Erica going to a hotel to eat. And child, <laughs> Erica had the nerve to order a hot toddy. Like, she really got some vocal cords to preserve. I mean, I'm just... <laughs> like, she Beyonce getting ready to go on world tour or something. Like, she she prepping for the Miss Girardi show. The world tour. I, Chad, she... She, <laughs> she started talking about their marriage again, and she geared up this time talking about Tom not telling her that he loves her when she dropped him off. I didn't know that she was dropping him off at work every day, apparently. I don't know. She served that motherfucker from the hotel and went back to sleep. I know that's right. Listen, I, I've told y'all a million times before, I am a hotelier, okay? I love me a nice hotel. I get to my hotel room. I already turn the AC down to about 60 or as low as it will go. I leave. You know, I might go leave and just 
go get me some dinner somewhere and come back. I like to give the room time enough to chill. You know, I get up under them covers after I've Lysol them down. I'm like Lisa Renner when I get to a hotel room. I'm wiping shit, spraying shit. I'm doing everything. You are Corona, common cold. None of y'all gonna get my ass. Not at the damn hotel, I promise you. I'm doing all of that. I'm doing all of this. And then I settle in. I hook up that Roku stick or that fire stick or whatever stick I'm carrying with me at the time. And I have me... I have me a good old time, baby. I forgot how I got on the subject. Oh, Erica, yeah, child, whatever. Erica, serve them papers and get the fuck on. Let's jump to Crystal's Dumpling Party. Listen, Garcelle is my favorite on this show for a reason. She says every damn thing that we're thinking. She said, damn, Erica comes in looking like sex on a stick. Meanwhile, I was unraveling during my divorce, uh, like most people would. Talking about rubbing THC oil on her clit and cooch. Ooh, everything, Lord. I didn't didn't know they let you say all that shit on TV. (laughs) But then we get Crystal pulling Sudden to the side to talk about the situation. But they agreed to, you know, to take it to the group to discuss it one more time. Just one more time, then they're going to dead it. Dead it permanently, or so they say. Child, Sutton was ready to talk about this shit, and she was ready to go at it. They dead it, but then immediately Sutton brings up Crystal calling her manic, and she relates it to, you know, opening up about her dad's suicide, and I get it. I definitely get that. I think we all found it a bit problematic when Noah's words were being thrown around. Sutton was like, I just had two bad days, child. (laughs) Crystal said, I believe you. (laughs) I know that's right, Crystal. Crystal cracks me the hell up. I don't give a damn what y'all say. I like Crystal. Crystal cracks me the hell up. And somehow that was was the end of the conversation, child. (laughs) Let me, before I move on to my favorite show, The Encore... I'm going to throw it back over to JV, who wants to play devil's advocate again for y'all on Erica's behalf. So let's see what he's got to say. Now, seeing as Erica basically admitted that she was a trophy wife, um, finally, uh, it's not hard to believe that Erica did not know. Everybody says, like, Erica knew, Erica knew, Erica knew. It's not hard to believe that she didn't know because trophy wives don't deserve explanations at least you know the way tom might have viewed her so why would he tell her anything about his business and even if her name is on certain paperwork or he sent money here or there that doesn't mean that she knew what it was coming from or that he was truthful with telling her anything why would he it's not hard to believe that she thought that this almost 80 year old man made his money honestly that was a a, a famed attorney at least in that law community i don't know if there is a law community but i guess there is um he was well respected it's not hard to believe that she didn't think that he was crooked everybody thinks oh erica knew erica knew erica knew it's not hard to believe that she didn't know and uh, that that lady that claims she's Mexican but not really, um, Kelly Dildo, she and a lot of other people have said, like, you know, well, she claims she didn't know before, but you know now. So hopefully she'll do the right thing. With what? Didn't they freeze her? Didn't they freeze her assets or freeze her bank accounts or whatever? And for her to give up any money now, it's pretty much like admitting guilt. When you're in litigation, when you're being sued, when when you've got fraud charges coming down upon you, you can't do anything. And nine times out of ten, that's what her lawyer is telling her. All I'm saying is the whole thing is messed up. But let's try not to overly vilify somebody before the facts actually come out. Devil's advocate here. You know what, JV? I'm willing to do that with you. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm gonna have to shade her a little bit because you know it's low hanging fruit. But I'm willing to give her the benefit of the doubt in that regard. Now, I do believe that they planned this whole divorce. That 
I absolutely believe. I don't think the people are going to get a divorce. I think they were very happy in their marriage. I don't think that he was, well, he was probably a jackass, but he was a jackass that she had grown to love. So, I mean, who ain't married to a jackass at this point? But, you know, I'm whether or not she knew about everything that was happening, that I'm, I'm willing to, you know, wait and find out some details. But the other part... I don't know. I don't know if I can rock with it on that one. You know, I don't know if I can rock with it on that one. I'm just saying, you know. Let's go ahead and get into my favorite show of every week now, The Encore. We pick back up from just after Aubrey's creative direction presentation and child. Keely's ass is still crying like a damn baby. I don't. I don't know what to tell you. The Cherished Twins have now pulled her aside and are telling her to take accountability for the things that she's done and they're going to do the same. Child, y'all wasting y'all damn time trying to get Keely to stop being Keely. It seems like Felicia is really trying to get Keely to step up and participate fully. Ultimately, or at least for the time being, (laughs) they come up with a game plan. The performance will start with, you know, it'll start with a big group song, all nine, child, of them together. They'll go into their uh, I'm singing to my husband's and Jesus ass song. <laughs> then they'll go into the, the pop that coochie on the corner click, they song, whatever they got. And then they'll bring it back together with the whole uh, we are the world, we are 3,000 people singing in one group. Come on, playing. Look, we love a plan, though. Let me not tear y'all down. We love a plan. Come on, city zoning commission. Y'all better, y'all better do it. Okay, y'all got a little game plan. I don't, I doubt it work out. But come on, game plan. The song "Birds I View" actually sounds amazing. I was not expecting good songs from this show. I'll be really honest. <laughs> but that song is really, really beautiful. That's my kind of music, okay? I'm an old R&B hoe, okay? I like me some Jasmine Sullivan and some Janaeiko and some uh, Tamar Esteen, Braxton. You know all of them. I like all of that. I be in the shower twirling my whole ass to gospel and uh, R&B and soul and all of that while y'all be wobbling to Megan Thee Stallion. See, you know, I I wobbled with Megan Thee Stallion and Flo Millie and Big Lotto and Big Bank Bisha and all like that. But still, you know, I'm a I like my little my little R and B to get me through the day. I need it a little bit, okay? This is when we see the crux of the episode is gonna be that Misha is MIA. Lamisha of seven oh two is not pulling her weight. All of them are down there making this beautiful song and her uh, tiny from escape looking ass is upstairs asleep. Okay, Misha. They they already sick and tired of your ass. You better keep it cute now. The next morning, Keely and LaMisha actually make amends. LaMisha makes it known that she thinks Keely is harmless, but... She takes a moment in her confessional to slander the twins, okay? The twins are, quote-unquote, treacherous, tacky teeth like Toya Bush Harris, okay? See, even though I didn't talk about marital medicine this episode, y'all still didn't got a couple of references, so let that shit hold you over, okay? The cherished twins and Aubrey are downstairs in the studio, and they decide that the best way to do things is to divide and conquer. They'll use the studio to, you know, to to bop and drop. And then the others will use the time to, you know, make the honeymoon at the church music. Okay, (laughs) Let me stop (laughs) before I get cussed out by Jesus. Okay, when the producers get there later, they're all too intimidated to go into the booth since, you know, they haven't written in a while. So they call the twins back downstairs to write and to lay down some melodies. Now, see, Misha. You just said you wrote for Nivea and you wrote on the third uh, 702 album and now you're scared. See that? What did Mystical say? Mystical said, don't be scared. Get mine. Go get yours. What did uh, Young Buck say? He said, you say you want a thug. Don't be scared now. See that? You ain't been paying attention to music. If you had, you wouldn't be so goddamn scared. Then all of a sudden, she gets a headache. And she gets nauseous. And she got a boo-boo. See, Misha, you, I would have sent her ass on anyway. Just go ahead. Like, now, nah, look, down here in this little closed-up space, 
I, I don't need you breathing all on me. Not when that damn Delta variant is on the loose, too. Nah, Misha, just get gone on upstairs, hell. Since Lamisha having to boo-boo messed up the flow, the producers leave and Fallon and Felicia take it upon themselves to, you know, kind of take charge. The whole house, with the exception of Misha, come together and they get it done. Nivea wrote and was straight spitting, okay? She had that 16 down, okay? Everything just gelled perfectly, even Irish sounded good in the booth. Now, now that's how you know Jesus is in the game of miracle working, okay? He may not come when you want him, but he's always on time for Irish, okay? <laughs> Jesus is a love song. He's a love song. Oh, oh. Look, I'm working on my Jasmine Sullivan runs. Y'all better get into it. They started getting really annoyed that Misha is still nowhere to be found. Like, nowhere to be found. And they literally have like bars and flows for everybody on the song except for her. Child, Aubrey said we'll just have her <laughs> to do some uh, Migos ad libs at the end. I know the fuck that's right, Aubrey. I'd have Misha ass in there like boom, bow, 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 zoom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Woo, bow, woo, woo, bow, bow. Like that's all you're doing. You. Give us some ad libs. We'll throw them in, you know, sp- like just like Salt Bay, just sprinkle them little ad libs all through the song. That's how Migos be getting them number one records. We can get one too at this damn uh, reality show. I know that's right, y'all. Misha finally joins in and she does her part barely. And now we got another issue. See, I think it was Fallon that was in the booth. And when she did her part, she said the word ho. Child. Pastor Pam from the Lord's Tabernacle, Holiness, C-O-G-I-C, Missionary Baptist Church said, I ain't calling nobody a hoe. And walked out of there, clean walked up out of there, and now she ain't got on the damn song no more. You know what? Just just throw it away. Just throw it away, because now y'all ain't got no damn songs with everybody on it. Listen, it's too many moving parts at one time. This is why this reality show is so damn good. It's just too many problems, too many fires to put out at one time. The real gag of this studio session though is when Misha asked if there's any other song that they'll all be able to sing on. Because remember, one of the stipulations of the show, the Queen's Mandate or the Queen's Gambit, whatever the hell this shit called, <laughs> everyone has to sing on at least three songs. And somebody was like, well, yeah, the Bird's Eye View song. Child, Felicia immediately said, nah, <laughs> like, nah, that, that, see, that, everybody not going to be able to sing on that song. Now, see, that's a real nice way of saying y'all know damn well 702 ain't got them kind of vocals, okay? <laughs> 702 got them candy vocals. Like, she got to be with Escape to sound real, real, real good. But then, you know, sometimes when she's singing by herself, it kind of sound like uh, it sound like American Psycho. Like it kind of sound like mm, it sound like Beauty and the Beast, but like Belle ain't nowhere around. Like it kind of sound like ooh, it sounds like every kiss begins with K, except every kiss begins with like a horse being taken out the pasture. Like I don't know, Candy by herself sometimes just it be sounding real. Real scary based, but you know, that's neither here nor there. That, that's kind of what 702 be sounding like sometimes, though. Misha had the nerve to ask, so <laughs> what does that shade mean? Does she think me and Irish can't sing? Baby, don't ask questions you're not ready to hear the answer to, okay? <laughs> do not ask questions you don't want the answer to, okay? And didn't your mom ever teach you that? Do not ask questions you're not ready to hear the answer to, okay? See the baby. See the pops up, and it's time to vote for a new queen. Yeah, get past the Pam ass up out of there, because Pam don't want no smoke. She only want communion, okay? Aubrey wins the queen vote by landslide. Let's skip forward to the next day when Aubrey is, you know, president of the United States of Atlanta. The twins and uh, Kylie, what's her name? Keely, I've been talking about some damn Kylie. Keely, uh, Promises, Promises ass, are looking for a song called Talking that Irish and Lamisha recorded. Child, they can't find that damn song nowhere. 
I know. <laughs> They looking for a song that they recorded called Talking and they it was I, I think it's just Irish and Lamisha's vocals that are gone. They can't find it anywhere. The, if I was a song, I would that song probably deleted its damn self. I know I would if it was just Irish and Lamisha caterwauling for three and a half damn minutes. They called him downstairs to just re-record their parts, but Lamisha lets it be known that she does not trust the twins and that she's going to bring it up later. Ooh. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to give it to Lamisha. When Lamisha has a problem, she's going to bring it up. She's going to bring it to the door. She is not going to sit on that shit. And that is what we love in our reality TV personalities. Dinner time is finally here and Lamisha gets it crackling okay listen this scene and everything that follows is top tier television top tier tv lamisha interrupts aubrey's little speech and is like does the queen's mandate mean anything to you we need songs with everybody and felicia's kind of advocating like uh i think that's exactly what aubrey's rooting for that's all Misha needed because she directs that energy to the twins immediately, immediately. She said, you only want you and your sister to sing lead on every damn song. They uh, they start bringing up that Misha has been MIA from recording sessions and how they don't own the studio and how Misha could easily just come into the studio and say, I feel inspired. Let me work. And Misha says, well, I feel like every time I walk into a room, I'm not wanted because it's some sh uh, something's already going on. That don't really make sense, Misha. I mean, somebody should always be in the damn studio, right? I don't know. Fallon said, include yourself, Misha. I, the way she talks just sends me. I love. That's how you can always tell Fallon from Felicia. Fallon does. Fallon does like the the like Valley schoolgirl mixed with. I don't know, but it, I like it, okay? Mixed with Fallon Gabaldia from the Real Housewives of Atlanta, okay? <laughs> Misha, Misha, Misha. Misha said folks be rolling their eyes at her, and they like, girl, that's all in your head. Ain't nobody rolling their damn eyes at you. Keep in mind, while this whole argument and battle is ensuing, Nivea is eating her food. Nivea is dancing. Nivea is having a good old time, okay? <laughs> see, Nivea is a ball. I see why all the boys were in her yard because Nivea is everything, okay? Misha attacks them as twins and says, I don't know how y'all made it as twins because y'all don't share well. Share the studio. Fallon talks about qualifications versus sharing something or whatever it is that Misha was talking about. Everyone is chiming in with their own opinions, but Felicia is like, look, man, I don't have time for reading between the lines. Between engineering, writing, and producing, they don't have time to read between the lines. So if you feel a certain way, you got to say it, or they, the twins, will not pick up on it. Aubrey breaks in, <laughs> and she kind of breaks it down and says, there are two different things going on. People wanting to feel included, and people doing the work and wanting it to be a certain way. The twins rolling their eyes so damn hard that I almost had a seizure. Me, on my couch, in Memphis, almost had a seizure. Felicia was like, nah, that, that ain't true. I don't know what the hell you talking about, Aubrey. That, I don't feel like that's true. The argument gets so bad that they accuse the twins of not thinking about anyone else and not thinking that they could actually write music. But Fallon says it perfectly. They're the only ones that have been writing music. The only ones. Lamisha, you was about to boo-boo on yourself the other night and had to take to the bed like these celebrities that go to the hospital for exhaustion. Aubrey is now screaming and Felicia is telling her not to scream at her. And finally, Pastor Pam breaks in with the testimonial and the hymnal, but none of that works. None of it works. Felicia and Fallon, they just like, look, you know what? Let us take a step back and let y'all do the record. And now Misha like, no, no don't nobody want to diminish your talent. 
<laughs> no one wants to diminish your talent. Listen, I if I was you, I'm I'm team twins on this. Okay, I'm team twins on this. I hate when people that don't do the work want to complain about the actual work that's been done. I'm a worker in real life. Okay. I'm a worker. And I hate when folks that delegate the shit out to me to do because they couldn't or wouldn't now have such an opinion on it. Please kiss the blackest part of my ass. Okay. (laughs) Felicia's like, well, I'll just give my, I'll just give my record to Bieber. I'll give my record to Ariana Grande. You know, I like my peaches out in Georgia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like my... That is my song, though. Come on, twins. Y'all better do that damn song. I don't know what the hell he be saying, but that's my shit. LaMisha gets so frustrated that she gets up and leaves, and she gives my favorite moment of the episode. She walks off screaming and leaving and calling them childish. She goes into that bedroom and she looks up at that big brother style camera in the corner of the room. And she says, here's my confessional. I don't need to go into another room. I'm telling you like it is. These bitches are full of shit. (laughs) And she rants and rants and rants about the twins. And whoo this is top tier TV, okay? Give us television. Listen, LaMisha might not have the strongest voice. <laughs> she might not be able to hold a note all the time, okay? But she understands the assignment. This whole cast, for that matter, for very different reasons, though, they understand the assignment. Woo! I just, oh boy, why am I always leaving? Why do I always watch every single episode of The Encore a million times? Why? Because it's so good. It is the best reality TV show on television right now. And if you are not watching it, I don't know what the hell you are doing with your life. Hey, have you guys checked out The Dip? It's the site that allows you to read articles about some of your favorite shows written by experts and fans focused on depth, not on clicks. Their personalized subscription site allows you to follow high quality coverage surrounding the shows that you love and the shows you love only. I just got done reading an article about WandaVision, you know, one of my favorite MCU projects, and it said the only logical follow up is Howard the Duck. It's insane. I mean, I love it. Check out the link in my podcast episode description. Click around on some of those articles and sign up for the dip today. You guys, that's all I got for you this week. Make sure you watch all of the new episodes. I'm going to watch Married to Medicine Part 1 of the finale, not finale, Part 1 of the reunion. And then I'll report back next week, hopefully on both parts. The only reason I didn't talk about it this week is because I I was kind of short on time. I'm trying to do next day turnarounds with, you know, the Sunday shows too, if there are any. But, you know, they, they that's a little hard. Of course, I will be with Potomac because I don't play about my Tomic, okay? I don't play about my green-eyed bandits. Y'all know I love me some green-eyed bandits. But I'll be back. I'll talk about uh, the first two parts of the Marital Medicine reunion since it is three parts. That's been confirmed. I'll be back with, of course, a new episode about the Encore. I'll be talking about the Housewives. I'll be talking about everything. You know, I'll talk a little bit about everything on this show. Make sure you check out at least the first episode of Sex Life on Netflix and join us for our Tuesday, our Tuesday clubhouse room, Melanated Bravo After Dark, where we're going to talk about a couple of themes from the show. And I promise you, this is usually our most popular room every week. And it's for a good reason. These rooms are hilarious and they have a lot of a lot of good stickiness people come and they stay the entire time oh not come okay let me get see I, I, i'm rambling now let me get the hell out of here see ya as always thanks for listening want to support me for free just head on over to apple podcast or stitcher pod chaser or cast box and leave me a five-star rating and review need to contact me just email me housewivesmarvelpodcast at gmail.com 
Also, don't forget to follow me on Instagram for hilarious memes and all kinds of updates regarding the podcast. That's at Housewives Marvel Podcast. This is Kendrick, and I'll see ya! Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup, so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Baker's, fresh for everyone. 